was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me for the first time in a long time in the studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi, it's so good to be back. Hi, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we saw each other a lot. We did our we Zoom did. meetings yes. and like so many people are doing with their video conferencing yeah. and stuff. So it wasn't that we didn't get a chance to be quote unquote together, but it's it's good to be Back, back in the same place, right? Yes, yes. And of course, like everybody, we're taking precautions right. and trying to maintain social distance and wearing masks and those kinds of things. Air hugs and things like those that. Those types yeah. of things. But yeah. it's, it's good to be back. <laughs> so speaking of being back, Lil, you came into the office the other day. I did. With sore legs. I did. You, oh. had, you had done a leg day. <laughs> I did. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why leg days are the worst, but the they're worst. the worst. Everybody knows oh. they're the worst. And I, uh, I think it's fair to say that you had, you had, your muscles were sore. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. here, here's the thing. Sore muscles can be a part of living the active life. That's mm -hmm. just comes, comes with the territory. So today I want to touch briefly on why our muscles get sore and then maybe share more importantly, a couple of ideas on what we can do about it. Okay. Uh, that's what, I, can we skip <laughs> to that part? <laughs> that's an important part, right? This, this all comes from insider.com and like I said, sore muscles can occur anytime that we're exercising in a way that we're not normally used to, that our body is not used to, or when we increase the intensity of our yep. usual workouts. Mm -hmm. That's just a part of living the active life. There's, there's two types of muscle soreness. There's acute and delayed onset. Acute muscle soreness happens during the activity itself. Okay. So that might be an indication that either you have some bad form or that you're pressing too hard. And uh, it's an indication that maybe you ought to stop because oh. it could lead to an injury. Oh. That's according to the American College of Sports Medicine. Delayed onset muscle soreness, that's what you had, Lil. Yes. <laughs> and that usually comes in around 12 to 24 hours after you exercise oh. and usually lasts one to three days. <laughs> You're on about, what, the third or third fourth day? day third, third day. day. Is it easing up oh, a little yeah. bit for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I say that because <laughs> I can't it sit still down. It still hurts, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Delayed onset muscle soreness may hurt. Oh. You can attest that it can, yes. right? But it's actually helpful for your muscle repair. Really? Yeah. So here's what happens. As you're working out, your muscle fibers, they might tear slightly, just a little bit. Oh. And those tiny muscle tears lead to hypertrophy, which means that the muscle cells get bigger. And once you let the muscle fibers recover, then the muscle ends up being stronger than it was before. Hence, oh. the, hence the saying, Lil, no pain, no gain. Oh. Oh, I hate that saying. <laughs> so here's what you want to know, how to get rid of the sore yes. muscles. I'm just going to touch on a couple of things. Okay. Number one is time, right? Yes. You got to consider time. Just plain resting the muscles is going to eventually work. Uh, but a couple of other ideas that you might consider. Number one, applying ice to the muscle. Oh, never thought of that. You've, you've seen people yeah. who put ice on their muscles, right? I didn't think of it. Yeah. So applying ice to the muscle immediately after exercising or within 24 hours, it can help reduce the pain. And according to a 2015 study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, uh, the experts suggest combining cold therapy with a massage. So oh. listen to this. Listen to this. this. This could work for your legs, and you could even do this yourself. You might try freezing some water in a Dixie cup uh -huh. and then tear that Dixie cup off so you just have the ice and then give yourself kind of a, a oh. tissue massage with the ice. They found that that might help alleviate some of the muscle soreness. Number two, foam rolling. 
Have you ever seen that? Oh, yes. those foam rollers? Do you have yes. one? I don't have okay, one and yeah. I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> so foam rolling can be painful in and of oh, itself, right? Yes. It uh, consists of massaging your muscles on top of a foam roller in order to relieve the muscle tightness. And it can be painful. Oh. But uh, when it's done post-exercise, it does ideally decrease muscle pain and improves muscle strength recovery. That's according to a 2020 study that was published in the Journal of Athletic Training. So you should do it before the pain starts. That's the idea. Okay. As soon as you're done okay. exercising. Well, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to maybe get a second opinion on whether you do it after the pain starts. Yeah, because after the pain, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the third one. This is the last one I wanted to share with you. It's an important one as well. Stay hydrated. Okay. If you're going to exercise and you want your muscles to not be sore or as sore, you got to stay hydrated. According to a 20, 2005 study published in the Journal of Athletic Training, uh, this is what they did. They took these people and they had them exercise in 104 degree heat, okay. which is pretty hot. Oh, yeah. But we get that, those oh, temperatures yeah. around here in St. George. Yeah. But they were working out and they found that dehydrated study patients reported nearly 7% higher pain scores in their quadriceps 24 to 48 hours post-exercise compared to those who actually stayed hydrated. And while most of us maybe won't be working out at a high level of intensity in that level of temperature, the downsides of dehydration carry over and you want to make sure that when you're working out, you're staying hydrated. Now, you might be tempted to take an anti-inflammatory <laughs> Were you tempted? No, okay. I didn't. <laughs> so they say that Advil or Aleve, um, actually people take it to uh, help the soreness subside, but it actually can be uh, detrimental because your muscles need that inflammation oh. in order to heal. So here's the thing also, and this is the case with everything. Listen to your body. Uh, if what you're feeling goes beyond your run of the mill every day, uh, just to have sore muscles, uh, you might want to see the doctor because you might have an injury. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, just wait it out, try some of those techniques, see what happens with your muscle soreness. I'm going to do that. I am. Today's guest is Dr. Rhett Fry, who is a licensed physician in St. George, Utah. He is board certified in both family medicine as well as sports medicine. He's also the medical director of the Intermountain Livewell Center here in St. George, Utah. He practices lifestyle-oriented medicine as well as sports medicine. He says that he enjoys spending time with his four kids as well as getting outdoors and enjoying all that Southern Utah has to offer. We're excited to have him back on the show. Dr. Fry, welcome back. Welcome. Thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. Good to be back with you. So I feel like you might have some input or maybe an opinion on uh, sore muscles. Your, <laughs> your specialty is sports medicine. What do you think? Did, any, did anything that I say ring true or is that just all up in the night? No, I think you did a great job. It, it kind of reminded me back to my medical school days. So thank you for that, Kyle. No, <laughs> no, you, did a good, no you did a great job. And I, I applaud Lil for getting out there and being oh. active because yeah. that is – that is very, very important right now. A lot, a lot of us are just staying at home and, oh. and sitting around, but, but Lil's getting out there and getting it done. So that's great. I am. <laughs> we, it is good. And I, I got to say, we, we have a little health and wellness competition, <laughs> yes. you might say. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of us are taking it more competitively <laughs> oh, yeah. than others, but, but uh, we've got a, a little program that we run here in the office and I'm pretty proud of all of us. Yeah. Everybody's really getting behind it and uh, like you said, Dr. Fry, especially during this time of yeah. COVID-19, when so many of us are stuck in our homes, 
Uh, I would say generally speaking, for the most part, we're getting out and yep. doing something. So, some of us are exercising inside, which is fine yep. too, but a lot of us are getting out and trying to do something active. Hiking. We've been hiking. Yeah. That's Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So Dr. Fry, speaking of COVID-19 and the, mm-hmm. the effects, the, the, um, the crazy world that we're living in right now, um, let, let's jump into it. You know, I, I think on our show, we've, we've kind of peripherally addressed it a little bit. We've acknowledged mm-hmm. that it's out yep. there. But uh, today, Dr. Fry, we want to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and the virus itself, viruses as a whole, and how to strengthen our immunity from a medical standpoint. Um, what, what do you have for us? I mean, this is on, this is on the, the, the top of all of our minds right now. We, we want to stay healthy. Right. We want to stay active. We want to boost our immunity so that we can be healthy. Uh, what do we need to know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking, talking about Lil and, and doing her leg days, I think, you know, physical activity is a, is a great place to start. Um, as a matter of fact, even that regular, what we call moderate intensity physical, physical activity can really boost your immune system. Um, Sometimes if we do a little bit too much, you know, let's say we go run a marathon or something like that, that might have our immune system wane a little bit for a few days after. But if we are involved in that moderate intensity, which means we can kind of still talk while we're doing it um, 20, 30 minutes a day, it can actually boost our immunity and help us fight off infections such as viruses, such as COVID-19. And even some studies show that just a, a, just 15 to 20 minutes of that moderate physical activity can really suppress inflammation in our body and, and support our immunity. Um, I think one thing that's important about that is, is finding something that you enjoy doing. Um, Absolutely. You know, really really focusing on activities you enjoy because if you're not going to be enjoying doing it you're not going to do it and it's not going to to give you the the results that um you are seeking um and about physical activity one thing i do want to mention during during this outbreak is if you do get a fever you know anything over 100.4 you probably should not do physical activity Um, until that fever goes away because what physical activity does is it increases our temperature Uh and that's why we sweat while we're doing physical activity so if your baseline instead of about 98 and a half is at 100 and a half and then you do that physical activity it's going to make your temperature even higher and it's going to stress your body out even more that's interesting that is interesting you know i've heard like all of us we've heard these you know what you might call wives tales or conventional wisdom or whatever and and I, I've actually heard before that you're supposed to sweat out a fever by doing physical activity. You're saying that's not a good idea. No, I wouldn't do that, especially during this time, yeah. um, you know, because, you know, the COVID, I mean, we're just getting done with flu season, but other viruses and infections, let's say, for example, I'm just making this an example. Someone might have a urinary infection um, that is the cause of their fever. And then they go out and do physical activity might become a little bit more dehydrated and then their kidneys become stressed both from the infection and the dehydration. And so then you're in a lot worse position. So I think, I think with the sweating out the fever, that might be something like your typical common cold, but I think from a general standpoint, if you do have a fever, I would not recommend physical activity. Sounds like good advice. Get, get the fever taken care of, get that down, uh, get that temperature back to normal and then get back out there. 
Yeah, yeah fight, try to identify the source of the fever because a fever can mean many things. Mm -hmm. um, once you identify it, treat it appropriately. And then once that fever gets under control, then I think resume the physical activity. But again, leading up to that point where you become febrile, if you have maintained a good regular routine of moderate intensity physical activity, your immune system's gonna be all the more strong to deal with whatever is causing that fever than if you had not been participating in physical activity. Yeah, great advice. And, yeah. I, and I like what you said. Find something that you like that you're gonna to stick to. Uh, it doesn't take a ton of time. I think sometimes we trick ourselves no. into thinking, you know, I don't have four hours a day to right. go to the gym and so I'm not going to do it. It takes, like you said, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day uh, at, at a moderate rate that you can, you know, feel your heart beating and you're breathing a little bit, but you're still able to carry on a conversation. That's doable. We can all do that. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, you know, those of us who go to work, you could even park a little bit farther, or take the stairs or walk around the building twice before you go in. I mean, becoming creative with things like that, you might not think that that makes a, a big benefit, but it does. Like you said, even that 15, 20 minutes of getting the heart rate up a little bit on a lunch break or after work really does, does benefit us. So, so I would encourage that, and I try to do that in my life when I can, and, and it really will help us boost our immunity. Simple, basic things, right? So we got, we got physical activity. That's going to help boost our immune system. Uh, it's an important thing. What about diet? How, what role does diet play in that? Yeah, I think diet, you know, we, you know a lot of studies coming out with, with diet, it's just so important with everything in our life, um, you know, from our energy levels to our our, our composition, our weight, and, and we're seeing more and more um, with our immunity. Um, I think what's most important is, is what we need to do is, is rather, sometimes with diets, the hard thing is, is there's things we focus on and there's things we restrict, yeah. meaning I can't eat <laughs> any of that and I can only eat some of this. We, and we don't and like what the restriction does, around here. No, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it makes it really hard. But, but I think what we need to do is is look and say, okay, um, I need a wide variety of of plant based, whole food, plant based foods in my in my diet, and then you know the occasional cake, ice cream, whatever. I think that's fine, but. But with our immunity, really what it is, it's those fruits and vegetables, it's the beans, it's the healthy grains, um, some herbs and spices. Um, sometimes people ask me which, which fruits and vegetables, and I say, you got to eat the rainbow. You got you to gotta consume the yellow ones, the red ones, the orange ones, the green ones. We really want to pack in mostly the, the dark green but the other fruits and vegetables have those colors because of the chemicals and nutrients that are in them. And as we consume those, it can really support our immune system, both not only from the nutrients that it provides, but it also can feed um, our gut bacteria. And our gut bacteria and, the, and what we call the microbiome or the little bugs that live in our, in our colon and in our intestines get supported from that food we eat. And then they actually also boost our immunity because that's one of the main defenses. Let's say, you know, we, we inject, we ingest some type of bug, it gets into our system. We have that barrier of good bugs, a good bacteria in our gut lining to, to keep them out of our body. Hmm. 
And so really not only just the foods that we eat, but also what we're putting into our system to support those little friends of ours in our system makes a huge difference. And then just to, to tack it on there, because you mentioned it with the hydration, really, really important to consume mostly water, um, you know, limiting the alcohol, limiting anything that's sweetened or with sugar, but really focusing on water. So yeah, I see some smiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just moving something. <laughs> Hiding a little uh, sweet tea there. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I. You know, it, it's it's interesting. You mentioned uh, the microbiome. I'm glad you did. We're just mm-hmm. learning and seeing so much about these gut bacteria in recent years that we just didn't know about and uh, understanding the importance of that I think is crucial. And, and I think, like you said, you hit it right on from everything that I've read, it's eating the rainbow, you know, a variety of different colors, uh, put about half of your plate full of colorful fruits and vegetables. And then I, I like how you have that common sense approach too. you know, we're, we're all going to have a cookie or a, mm-hmm. a piece of cake on a birthday or, or whatever, but limit those things and just make sure, sure we're getting the good stuff in there as well. Yeah. Awesome. And it, and it, it helps just to kind of, like I said, to not be restrictive, just, just, give you the opportunity to make those choices rather than saying, I cannot have this. I cannot have that makes your relationship with food so much better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So we've got our physical activity. We've got our diet. What other things do we need to consider when we're trying to boost our immunity? Well, I think another thing too, that you know, probably, you know, just as important as, as nutrition is our sleep. Um, you can't imagine how many things go in our body. Um, that occur in our body while we're sleeping and the importance of it. I mean, think about how much time in our lives we spend sleeping. It's almost a third of our life that we yeah. spend sleeping with the recommendation of like seven to nine hours per night when a 24 hour day. But what happens is as, as our body's sleeping is it's, it's recovering. It's, it's repairing. Lil's muscles are getting better while she's <laughs> sleeping from her leg day. Yeah, that's going home to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she needs to go home and take a nap today. I do. (laughs) Um, But but so much occurs during sleep, and 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 supporting our immune system because it's been busy all day. um, It really gets that boost at night. And I think some of the important things during now during a, a COVID pandemic, I guess you could say, is we really, really need to develop that routine. We really need to go to bed at the same time. We really need to get up at the same time. Even though our lives have been disrupted and, and our schedules are a little bit different, really try to, try to stick to that routine, whether it was you were 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. and getting up at 6 a.m. Or, or whatever. As you stick to that routine, it's going to take less stress um, and it's not going to um, harm our immune system as much as if, as if we would adjust to, to different times of going to sleep and getting up and also having a, I think it's important to try to have a ritual before we go to sleep. Yeah. Some people might listen to music. Some people might read a, read a book, dim the lights, really try to decrease our screen time, really trying to get that ritual and routine really can support our sleep, especially when we're all a little bit stressed during this time. Yeah. I, I mean, just again, common sense approach, but things that, when your world kind of turns upside down, it might be easy to forget and just, you know, set aside. Uh, you know, I know in our house, um, you know, I've, I've continued to work. My wife's work has been put on hold a little bit. 
and we've I've I've noticed our bedtime has crept a little bit later and a little bit later, and I'm still waking up at the same time because I've still got things that I'm doing, and uh, that idea of getting your routine and then trying to stick to it, even though everything around you is a little bit different, makes a lot of sense. And again, that, that sleep is so important. So many good things that happen when we're asleep. We just, we need it. And we're generally speaking, especially here in the United States and uh, I think in more developed countries, we're not getting enough sleep. We're sleep deprived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and you know, there's kind of this term thrown out around there that's called sleep debt, which means yeah. maybe you know, you're getting less and less sleep and your body's holding on to that debt and it's just kind of dragging it down. It drags our energy level down. It dra drags our focus down, um, increases our stress hormones like cortisol, which are going to decrease our immunity. I mean, it's just this, it's just this vicious cycle that can either get set off or suppressed if, if we're getting the, the, the good amount of sleep we, we need or not. So really important to get that very quality sleep. Very important. Get that routine down and then get to bed and get a good night's sleep. Well, I think that's a whole other conversation is how to stay asleep, how to get that good yeah. sleep, you know? So yeah, we, we to, need you back. <laughs> <laughs> we got to focus on that a little bit. We know there's so many good things that happen while we're sleeping. Yeah. Recovery, like you said, uh, we're living in a time obviously when we have to social distance and like we've all said, we've been kind of stuck in our homes. Mm -hmm. How does social connectivity play into immunity? Well, and like you said, you know, this, this physical distancing, you know, we we're supposed to say at least six feet apart from one another. We're supposed to put our masks on. We're supposed, yeah, <laughs> you know, we're supposed to do as much as we can from home and, and I'm home right now. But so a lot of that takes out of that, those um, relationships, um, that social connectivity that, that we all thrive on every day. And mm -hmm. so as, and we as we remove that we crave, yeah. Um, and a lot of that is, is, is from the, some of the studies I've seen, again, like you said, it might sound like common sense, but a lot of times we don't look at the common sense things. We look at the really high tech things, but the common sense, uh, says that even like those positive emotions, whether it's a smile, whether it's someone giving you a compliment, um, an air hug or something like that, those, those positive emotions and showing someone that you care, that actually boosts our immunity. You know, and again, it's not it's not one of the, you know, highly scientifically based, high technical thing. It's just it's just basically being a, a human being and, and connecting with others in those positive ways can actually boost our immune system. And when you think of that, say, OK, well, doing those small things, sending a nice text, you know, sending a compliment to someone, doing something for family or neighbors that can actually boost our immunity which then if we are confronted with the virus, we'll have a better chance of fighting it off is huge for me. And you would think those small little simple things might not have that big of effect, but they do. Even studies have shown it. It seems like it always does come down to the simple things. Yeah. Dr. Fry, you mentioned we kind of always want to look for the high tech option or this big massive change in our lives. And really the more you get into it, the more you realize it's just, common sense, simple, basic things that we, that we can all do that are all accessible to us. They're yeah. not out of reach. We just need to remember to do them. So I just really have, at the beginning of this COVID thing, Kyle knows that I'm such an extrovert and this was going to be really hard for, for me. So he sends me a text that says, 
just checking on you, making sure you're okay. He saved me from COVID. Just saying, just saying, Kyle. Yeah. Just trying to do my part. Just trying to do my part. There you go. Well, Dr. Fry, thank you so much yes, for joining us. You. That's uh, just about the time that we have, but maybe just uh, 15 seconds for one last piece of advice. Anything else you throw out there for us to consider? I think the last thing is, is, is just don't get too stressed out. I know it's a stressful time and, and we're all in a little bit higher alert and stress, but really just, just take control of what you can take control of and don't get too stressed with you what you cannot take control of. I think that's very important. That makes perfect sense. Great advice. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, sharing your expertise, and uh, hopefully we can have you back sometime. Yes. Yeah, I'd love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Lil. Yes. Registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Still going on today. It's Five it, new people in the morning. It's still going on. People still are registering. Going. And I think I just want to make sure that we emphasize that. We are planning on having the Huntsman World Senior Games in October. Of course, we don't know. We don't have that crystal ball. We're going to monitor the situation. We're not going to put ourselves or our athletes at risk. But no. we're hoping that we're going to be able to hold it. And uh, if you're interested in registering for the games, you can do that at SeniorGames.net. If you're interested in what our approach to COVID-19 is, you can also find that there at SeniorGames.net. The dates for the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th this year. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can also subscribe to the podcast pretty much anywhere the podcasts are found. Lil, today's inspirational thought. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I like this one. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. Oh, very nice. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.